those that were here. Uh, but how many know the word of the Lord is powerful? It is real, and if we'll listen to it, it'll change our world. Amen? Three of you do. Amen. I want to look uh, for some, they asked me for some scriptures today, and I, <clears throat> so I thought that um, I first didn't have any down, but I thought so that you'd think I wasn't carnal, I'd give you some. And so Proverbs 23 and verse 7, <clears throat> the Bible says, For as he thinketh in his heart, or as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, and say he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Amen. <clears throat> Did you get that other scripture I just sent you? Proverbs? Okay, let's look at it. Proverbs chapter uh, 2, or not Proverbs, Philippians, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2. It says here in verse 5, Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, how many have heard that before? Amen. We've heard that, but have you read it in the context in which it is said? Watch what it says. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> and then it starts talking about Jesus, right? Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So think about this. Let this mind be in you. How are you to think? Like Jesus. How did Jesus think? He thought it not robbery, right? To be equal with God. Oh, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Religion has taught you that you're a wretched worm. But God said, let this mind be in you. Amen. Now, if God is in you, how can you be a wretched worm? If his spirit, Holy Spirit dwells in you, how can you be anything less than what God is? We are not God, right? But he is in us. Glory to God. And so he, Jesus, when you look at that, he said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not uh, in the form of God, did not consider it to be robbery, to be equal with God. And then, of course, we go on, but he made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself to become obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And therefore God has, also, has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven, the things in the earth, and the things under the earth, right? And so in every dominion, in the heavens, in the earth, and under the earth, he said he's given him a name that is greater than anything you'll find in heaven, in earth, or under the earth. Amen? And so every dominion, he has given him a name, which is authority. And he says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we should have the mind of Jesus that says that we have authority and dominion, right? Here in the earth, because God has given us delegated authority here. 
But religion has told us how wretched we are, how poor we are, how undeserving we are, right? But the reality of it is God has made us righteous. He has made us pure. He has made us accepted into the beloved. And so we can take that and we can rest assured that everything that, that, that says take this mind. And what did the mind of Jesus say? He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And so it be not being, thinking it not robbery to be equal with God, he went and did the work of the Father in the earth in the name of the Lord. Right? And so we do the things and we do the things in the earth and we represent the Father in the earth not that men should look to us because we do them that that men should see our good works and glorify the father in heaven he's the one that does it amen but we have to give him a vessel a channel to flow through and to minister through so so we have to get rid of this if we're going to really do what god has ordained and desired for us to do in the earth then we have to get rid of this mindset that we're no good, we're of no value, we're a wretched worm. That's who we were in Adam, but now we are in Christ. And once we are in Christ, old things pass away, and behold, all things have become new, and now I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So therefore, I don't walk in my own self or my own ability, but I walk in Him. Amen. And so then let me give you a little story here out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33 through 37. And we'll get to this in just a few minutes. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go up against the Philistines and fight with them. How many know there's a Saul spirit in the earth telling you what you can't do? You're not good enough. You're not qualified. You're not capable. You're too young, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that. There's a Saul spirit that is always telling you that you can't do something that God has told you to do. He said, for you are of a youth and the man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from the, its mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught it and uh, by his beard and struck and killed it. Think about that. That's a bad dude. He didn't just chase the lion off. He said, uh-uh. He grabbed it <laughs> when it's trying to run away and killed it. That's my man's man right there. He struck it and he killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and the uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Amen. Go and the Lord be with you. And so I want to talk to you today about momentum, momentum, because there's times in our life when our lives become cluttered, right? We are getting ready to move into our new house and Renee is getting rid of some clutter. 
Um, most of the time, it isn't big things in the room. It's a lot of little things. It's not a whole lot of huge things. If they were huge and you would recognize it and you'd get rid of them and say, this thing is in my way. But whenever it is small, they just stack up. They build up. They take up a spot here. They take up a spot there and they clutter the room. And such it is with life. It isn't the big things. It's the little things that we leave unattended or taken care of that clutter up our life. And we get, our life gets so cluttered that we cannot take the next step. It seems like that it is uh, so difficult for us and we get stuck in life's clutter. Amen. You're stuck dealing with a lot of trivial issues. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not the huge thing. It's this little thing. It's, it's the little thing with the job. It's the small thing with the finances. It's, it's family issues and it's circumstances that, that, that they're, they're just not great things, but they're all small, but they're difficult and, and they keep on building up. And it's the trivial things that, that, that builds up the clutter. Clutter is that thing that is unidentifiable. It is something that is... Uh, unimportant it's just stuff but it, it builds up and most of the time all you need is a trash bag to get rid of the clutter <clears throat> depending on how big the room is or depending on how much you uh, fall in love with it you might need a trash can you might even need a dumpster depending on the power that clutter has over you but in order to, for you to have real change in your life, you have to realize that you need change. You have to realize that, that, this, this, that there has to be a change in your mind before there will be a change in the natural. Right? If you just, if your mind says that this isn't, uh, if this isn't a problem, if your mind says this is okay, if your mind says that this room full of, of clutter is normal, then you'll never see a need to change it. But when your mind shifts, when your mind changes, and you begin to realize that, that it, is not, uh, it isn't good, it isn't important, it isn't significant. When your mind shifts, it'll be easy for you to get rid of the clutter that messes up your room. Thousands of people get a gym membership on January the 1st. They're all out there and, and you can't even get into the gym the first month, month and a half of the year because everybody's done decided they're going to get healthy. But roll up there now anytime you want to in the middle of July. <laughs> and you can get on any machine you want to get on anytime you want to get on it because everybody had a thought that it was important to get uh, healthy at the first of the year, but they didn't value health enough to stay with it until the change came. And you see, the, the, you, you see, uh, you know, uh, of course, Pastor Charlie's here and Caleb, and you always see them in the winter circle, and that's wonderful. But, but you know why I don't run? Because I hate it. 
and, and people that don't enjoy it. You know, you see somebody, uh, Amy, running down the road looking mad, you ain't going to see them there tomorrow. I mean, if you don't enjoy it, if you don't value it, you're not going to do it. But ever since I've known Pastor Charlie, he loves it. He enjoys it. He thrives on it. It's something that, you understand what I'm saying? And if, if my mindset don't change, and I say this hurts my knees to run on this asphalt, if I, I hate it, if my mindset remains that I'm never going to stick with it long enough till I can enjoy it. Are you hearing me? But if I can change my mind and I can take, get value in it and say that this is doing uh, things to my body and I, I'm, it is causing me to I'll be able to live a longer and a healthier life and I can get my mind shifted on it, then I can begin to enjoy it. I can begin to say it's more than me just having to get up and get out of bed and run this morning, but that I value what is taking place in my life. Unless you shift your mindset, you'll never clean the room. And if you do clean the room, in six months, it'll be dirty again. Unless you shift your mind. If there's not a mind shift in you, you will hate your work. And you'll say, I don't enjoy this. And, and you'll get stuck in the middle of it. Amen. If you don't believe that you should be better, you will never do better. If you can only see yourself di uh, differently than what you see yourself now, you will never get from where you are. You will constantly, you can go from place to place, from house to house, from person to person, relationship to relationship. But unless you see yourself differently than you see yourself right now, then all of the stuff is going to stack up no matter where you are. Why? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's the fact that you don't do what it takes to get momentum working for you. Because the truth is that there are people that are dealing with ten times what you're dealing with and ten times more mess than you have in your life and they come out of it dealing with crazy kids dealing with your money acting funny dealing with jobs playing out and and pressure on every side and yet they're still moving forward then there's those that are dealing with half of the stuff that you are and they cannot keep their footing they cannot keep their balance they keep falling they keep tripping they keep keep moving and going down instead of going forward I've seen people go from an attitude of victory to an attitude of defeat over the smallest things in their life. They, they, they don't, it, it is like that, that, that everything that was deposited into their spirit, everything, they've, the teaching, the preaching, the word and prayer and, and intercession and the things of life, that, that they somehow instantly because of a bad circumstance or a situation, they allow it to become a motion picture instead of a snapshot. 
And when you allow a situation in your life to become a motion picture instead of just a snapshot, this is just a day in my life, this is just a season in my life, this is just a moment in my life, it hasn't always been this way, neither will it always be, it's just a momentary thing, but if I focus on it, then I will allow it to shift my momentum. It will stop me from going where that I want to go, right? But I've seen people that have survived the death of children. And their health is in issues and children I've seen them that that have children go to prison for life and somehow they keep on praising God and other people can't praise God because somebody looked at them funny right it's not about the stuff you're dealing with it's about the momentum that you have it's about what direction your energy is going in and I'm not talking about new age stuff. I'm talking about the way that your, your spiritual energy, which way is your spiritual energy leaning in? Is it leaning in on the things of God or are you pushing back? You, you, you show me somebody who is defeated in their spirit and I'll show you somebody who will give up over anything. But give me somebody who's got victory in your spirit and I'll show you somebody that will overcome every obstacle the enemy ever throws in their life. Which direction is your momentum going? Are you going forward or are you going backward? Because the direction that you're moving in is going to determine the outcome of whatever you're dealing with. If you're spiritually bankrupt and you, you, you can't see no way out, there's no way that you can see ahead of you. But when your spiritual momentum is moving forward, when you're on a going pushing forward, when you're leaning in on the things of God, that hell can throw everything it can at you. And no matter, you're going to keep on pushing. You're going to keep on moving forward. You're going to keep on breaking through. It may not be major breakthroughs every single day but keep pressure on the wall and the wall of Jericho around your life will crumble and will come down amen if you're looking for a reason to quit I promise you you'll find one if you're looking for somebody to blame you'll find fault with everybody but the devil doesn't know what to do with a person with a made-up mind as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Huh? I'm going to keep on praising God. I'm determined I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on walking and one foot in front of the other because the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Because the devil didn't make me, uh, make me uh, to be able to stop me where I was in the past and the enemy is not going to be able to stop me now because sometimes in your life when you don't know what to do and it seems like that the world is closing in on you and it seems like that, that everything 
everything, the, the pressure cooker of life is turned up and you don't have a doctor field to go to and it seems like that everyone else is doing well but you can't tell nobody what's going on in your life. You've got to know on the inside of you that there is a spirit of God that has made you in the likeness and the image of Christ and some way and somehow you will be a victor and not a victim in this. Amen. I've learned on my own how to walk in the dark. I've learned how to walk when I can't see. Because you can't wait till the sun is shining and the birds are singing all the time before you start moving. Sometimes in the midnight hour of your life, you got to start moving. You got to start pushing. Amen. Because when you do, I've learned that whenever you do, you keep believing and your momentum is going to shift. Amen. You, you bust out of the darkness. You bust through the pressure of life and, and you come out on the other side with some victory in your life. Momentum is created by putting enough right moves together. Amen. Putting enough right moves together. What are you talking about? Well, I pray even though I don't feel like it. That's a good move. Amen. I read the word of the Lord when it don't seem like it's making no sense. But that's a good move. Every time that I put a good move together, one good move, my prayer life, my my word life, my praise life, and I, I'm putting those good moves together, it, I'm picking up momentum. That's what David did in our text here today. He, he, he had momentum on his side. His brothers did not have momentum, and it held them up in a valley for months because they was up against an enemy they didn't know what to do with and they didn't have any momentum so it caused them to be at stalemate. But David had momentum on his side and he began to lean on that momentum to, to get victory again in his life. He said that, that I want you to know that, that a bear came out after my father's sheep and a lion came after my father's sheep. And he says that, that the bear came and I got a hold of it and I killed it. He said the lion came and he said I got it, the, the, the lamb out of its mouth and, and then it tries to run off. I grab it by the beard and I kill it. Right? And, and this is momentum. I'm sure that whenever that bear came out, he was probably a little bit concerned. Huh? But something gave him faith to believe, and so he went after the bear and he killed it with his hands. Now, I don't know, but I think he probably walked around with his chest stuck out a little stronger. He said, look at there. God's helped me, right? And then when the lion came out, I believe that he probably had a little more confidence. He said, I took the bear out yesterday. It's the lion's chance today, right? 
I believe that's the reason why he probably, when it tried to run away, he said, oh no, I'm going to kill him right here. And, and he killed the bear. And, and so he got momentum. And then he retched back during this time and he said, the same God that delivered me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion is going to deliver me from this Philistine, right? This giant. And so God gives him strength and he gives him the power, gives him the momentum, if you will, to slay a bear, to slay a lion so that when nobody was looking, huh? You got to be faithful when no one is looking. And when he was faithful, when no one was looking, then God gave him a national platform in which to slay a giant in. Amen. His brothers were hating on him, but he kept on moving forward. He wasn't, didn't have the ideal situations. Everybody was not rooting him on and encouraging him, but he had the momentum to break through those things. The king was trying to kill him. His brothers were hating on him, but he kept moving in the right direction. Amen. And he, he was misunderstood, but he kept on moving forward. The reality of it is his life is never going to be perfect but we've got to have made up minds that we're going to keep on pushing forward we're going to keep on moving forward we're going to keep on leaning in on God and believing God to do great things you believe that give him praise here this morning just as there is negative or positive momentum there is negative momentum and as pastor, I've watched people that have been under sound teaching get turned in the wrong direction. And it builds up negative momentum. They make one bad decision and they get turned. And before they can get turned back around, they make another bad decision. Huh? And they keep on making bad choices, bad decisions, and it gets them shifted into a place where that has just got bad momentum that it seems like they can never get turned around. But the greater always impacts the lesser. One thing I learned playing football is you're going to get hit. <laughs> yeah. You know, whenever you as big as I was, you didn't get to run the ball. You had to be on the line. And my coach told me one time, he said, he said, Matthews, he said, you're going to get hit. But he said, if you do the hitting, you won't hurt. So I made up my mind that day I wasn't going to get hit no more. I'm going to do the hitting. Right? Because if I'm going to get hit, if I'm backing up. The blow is going to take me further back, right? If I'm just standing there, the blow is going to knock me down. But if I'm pushing forward, if I'm leaning forward, the, at the time of impact, I am not going to be pushed back. I'm going to move what is in my way. The greater always impacts the lesser. Whatever carries the most weight, whatever direction the momentum is going in, 
If the enemy finds you flat-footed, standing still, no direction, and he comes at you and he runs at you, the, the impact is going to knock you off of your spiritual feet. We are supposed to, what, what we are supposed to impact life, not life impact us. The greater the impact is, the less you're going to be moved. So you've got to, you've got to be the one that is the greater instead of the lesser. Greater is he that is in me than he that is coming against me. Right? Knowledge is greater than ignorance. Huh? I mean, heard the saying, ignorance is bliss. That's dumb. It's always better to have knowledge than it is to be ignorant about a thing. Because knowledge is greater than ignorance. Light is greater than darkness. When light shows up, there's no battle. There's no struggle. When, when you come in this building, when you come into a room that is dark and flip on the switch and the lights come on, there's no struggle for darkness. It Light overcomes darkness. Right? It has no choice. Love is greater than hate. Faith is stronger than fear. The one that it has the most momentum is going to win. If you have more, fear has more momentum than faith, it's going to knock your faith on your backside. But if you've got faith on the inside of you and fear rises up like we have seen it in this nation and in even the world in the last two years, a spirit of fear and torment has come. But if your faith isn't up and stronger than the fear that is coming against you, if you're not moving in the right direction, it'll knock you off of your spiritual equilibrium. But if you've got a faith on the inside of you, if you've got the mind of Christ and you know hallelujah that Christ lives in you God is for you the Holy Ghost is in you angels are all around you if you've got that kind of attitude then no weapon formed against you is going to prosper amen whatever has the most momentum in your life will determine the direction of your life if it's fear if it's hate if it's bitterness if it's anger, has momentum, that's where you're going. Whatever has control of your thought life is going, you're, and whatever you're thinking about, you're, you're giving momentum to that. You're giving momentum to that. That's the reason why you have to be careful what you listen to. I know people think I'm crazy. I, I see it in their face whenever I tell them I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to it because I don't believe it. And that's just personally. You do what you want to. But listen to me. When you get that, when they feed you whatever it is, they feed it into your mind. Then you begin to think about it. And you give momentum to it. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Oh my God, the world is coming to an end yeah it is <laughs> you need the news to tell you that 
Read your Bible. The days are upon us. We see the signs everywhere. I don't need, I don't need no news media to tell me that. I know where we are, right? But whatever you give your thought life to is what you're going to give momentum to. That's the reason why you have to be careful what you allow to go into you. You, 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 can't, you can't afford to listen to gossip. You listen to gossip and you'll find yourself hating somebody you don't even know. It's true. You'll take on somebody else's offense that, that Paul hasn't never done anything to me, but somebody comes to me and tells me about Paul's done this, that, and the other, and I start hating on Paul, and, I, and, 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 and it has no truth to it. But because somebody else had a falling out. Bitterness, anger, strife, it just keeps building and building momentum, momentum, and momentum. And it, it'll eat your spiritual lunch. And once you're giving life to it, then it starts picking up momentum and starts pushing you in that direction. Whatever you activate and give life to in, in your thought life is going to get energy in your spirit. As a man thinks, everything starts with a thought. Amen. Everything starts with a thought. And so in your thought life, right? A lot of people talk about these strongholds and principalities, powers of darkness and air hollering and yelling. And, and, and I believe in spiritual warfare. Don't get me wrong. But, but most of the time it's right here you need to get right. It's right here in your mind. It, that's where your thoughts start. And you've got a big devil and a little Jesus, and, and it'll get you messed up. But you've got to get a shift in your mind and see Christ high and lifted up, exalted, so that it begins to build momentum in your spirit. And when it builds momentum in your spirit, it'll take control of your life and begin to push you in the direction of the things of the goodness of God instead of the manipulation of the enemy. You can become bitter and say, next time I'm just going to tell them off. If I ever see them out. Right? The fact that you say that tells me where your mind is. What direction you're going. And it's going to pick up momentum. You don't have to be real smart. You don't have to be super spiritual. All you have to do is listen to a person for five minutes and you can see what direction they're going in. There's people whose history is anger, broken relationships. They can't keep a job. They're bitter. They're angry. Uh, they, they have things that, that, that all that kind of stuff just consumes their life and they're never able to get on track. But this is what I want you to understand. If it works in the negative, then there is also a greater work that can work in the positive. One answer to prayer will lead to another answer to prayer. It builds your faith to begin to pray bold prayers, right? 
Whenever God answers this prayer and he answers that prayer, then you dare to ask him for a great, grandiose thing in your life. Why? Because you're building momentum. You're believing him. You're not believing him because just of faith, but because of what you have seen accomplished in your life through the power of prayer. And whenever you pray the prayer and you see the results and then you see what it produces, then you begin to believe God for breakthroughs in other areas of your life. Because just like David, if he delivered you from the bear and the lion, now he's able to do this great thing. Right? Now you're running through a troop and leaping over walls and now you're looking for breakthroughs because now your momentum is right in the right direction. One open door leads to another open door because the momentum is working for you. Amen. It doesn't matter about the stuff when you got momentum. It doesn't matter about, about that you've been bound by drugs or you have been, you've been controlled by anger or you've had this circumstance in your life. When you get the Spirit of God moving you in the direction of God, it is going to break through those bondages, those dictions, those perpetual habits are going to be broken off of your life until your tomorrow will be better than your future or your past. Because if you start going forward and moving in faith, you can break anything that has control over your life. Every relationship in your life may have turned out bad. But if you will allow the power of God to begin to work in your life and begin to move in your life, it will turn the pain and use it for a spiritual fuel that you'll start believing God that in the name of Jesus all things are possible to him that believes. You will believe the report of the Lord. You will believe that you're the head and not the tail. You will believe, hallelujah, that you're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. Amen. You, can, you can't fast and pray and not get momentum. You can't hang out with right people that love the Lord and encourage your faith and not get momentum. You can't praise God in the darkness and it not create a momentum. You can't, you can't thank God for the job that you have right now and it not create momentum in your life. But I'm telling you that if you'll keep pushing forward and keep believing the report of the Lord and keep believing the promises of God, it'll create a momentum in your life that'll say to Zerubbabel like Zerubbabel this mountain must be moved and the mountain be cast into the sea why because the momentum is on your side look at your neighbor and tell him God's for me momentum is unseen but it can be felt right momentum is seen not seen but it can be felt no one wants to play a, a team that has momentum. Right? I'm sure I've shared this with you before, but whenever I was playing football in middle school, we, we uh, won one game that year, and we won that one game because the other team didn't show up. But I remember playing a school called Davie. It don't matter to mean anything to you all because it's in Ohio. But 
we went to play a school called uh, Davy, and and uh, we went there. And whenever we pulled up, uh, you know, we was middle school, and uh, I don't know. It looked like to me all of them had beards. I mean, they were big. They were tall. They was they was monstrous looking things. And I heard one of the boys say, oh my gosh, look how big they are. I'll tell you, Brother Gary, we should have just went to Dairy Queen. <laughs> because we were already defeated. <laughs> huh? We hadn't won a game. And now here we came and all of them looked like Goliaths. Every single one of them. And I remember the first game first play of the game and sure enough they handed off the ball and run it through the line and when they did they hit our linebacker and knocked him cold he was out had to carry him back to the bench sure enough and and it didn't get no better from there <laughs> it, it was a bad day but we shouldn't have never got off of that bus because momentum was going in the wrong direction are you with me? But whenever momentum is headed in the right direction, nobody, if somebody's won one game, it's not bad. But you don't never want to go up against the team whenever they've won four or five games consecutively. Nobody wants to do that because you know that momentum is on their side. They're doing something right. They're, they're calling the right plays. The, the ref calls the ruling in their favor. The ball bounces the right direction. Huh? It all goes in their favor whenever momentum is on their side. I've seen teams down 21 points in the fourth quarter. Couldn't get a score a point to save their life. But in the fourth quarter, suddenly you couldn't see it, but you could feel it. The momentum would shift. And when the momentum shifted, it was one right play. It was one right call. Uh, suddenly they couldn't make a, a bad call. Suddenly they couldn't lose the ball. It was like glue on their hands. And, and every catch, every pass, every run, everything worked together. And what they couldn't do in 45 minutes to save their life, in the last 15 minutes, they would come back and win that game. That's what I've come to talk to somebody today and say that I know that we're already over the midway point of this year, but don't give up on it because what it seems like hasn't happened here in July of 2022 doesn't mean that in this, this quarter, in this season, in this moment, just keep on doing what you know to do. When you've done all you can to stand, just stand there for, hold on to the promise of God, keep reading the word of God, keep praying keep coming to the house of the Lord keep lifting your hands without wrath and without doubt and give God the praise and give him the glory because the momentum is going to shift in your favor and when it shifts in your favor the enemy has no choice he has no power you will overcome in the name of the Lord of hosts hallelujah amen I come to tell somebody who feels like you're losing the game of life. Good news is all you have to do is make the right choice. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to his word. Huh? Surround yourself with like passion people. Amen.
Birds of a feather flock together. Amen. Find, find you somebody and you say you don't have to, to put them down because they've seems like they're getting victory. If there's having victory in their life in an area that you want victory, get around them. Amen. I've had people before and uh, they, they, they just seem, you, you've been around people, it just seems like they, they don't have no problem praying. I mean, it just flows out of them. My dad was one of those. It just flow out of them. And last time I was, I preached at a, where we had pastored before, and there's a dear saint there, a mama, and I knew that her time was coming to an end. And she wanted me to pray for her. And after I got done praying for her, I knelt down there in front of her. And I said, now I want you to pray for me that the spirit of prayer that is on your life will be on my life. Because she had something I wanted. So you just get around people. You know, whenever I first got saved and first uh, took me a minute to, you know, of course... I was young whenever I did say yes, but I had a call uh, far earlier than that, and I knew it, but I didn't want to um, that call because I, I was concerned about what the Lord would ask me to do. And uh, so I, I didn't want to do missions. I didn't want to go to the nations. I didn't want to, uh, I just didn't want to do that. And, uh, but I said yes to the Lord. And so uh, whenever I said yes to the Lord, I found me somebody that was going to the nations, and that was Pastor Jonathan. And so the first time that I went, I said, I don't want to preach. I don't want to, I, I just want to uh, serve you. I want to, whatever you need me to do, that's what I want to do. I'm here to serve you. Because one way to receive the anointing is to serve the anointed. It's not the only way, but it's one way. It's Elijah and Elisha. It's the mantle of God. It's the transfer of the anointing. And so that's what I did. I attached myself to him. We've got a great relationship. It's not that I just wanted something from him. Because, you know, every relationship, you ought to give more than you take. Amen. <laughs> I know that's a strange thing. But you ought to always give more than you take or at least try. But attached myself to him. And so I'm not, you know, you know me, I'm not a world traveler, but God has put it in my heart. And, he, and, and it's a reason that I go is because he's given me a desire to go to the nations. To preach the kingdom of God. See the work of the Lord done. And so what I'm saying is this, is that, that whenever you see that, that what God has put in your heart, go for it. Connect yourself to them. Amen. And then put your spiritual heels down in the dirt and say, I'm not going back. I'm going to lean in on God. I'm going to lean in on his presence. Amen. And choose to stop feeding and listening to negative. Right? Right? There comes a time in your life, you don't have to be ugly, but there's a time, comes a time in your life when you need to learn how to saturate negative people with your absence. 
Amen. They'll get it. But you can't afford. You aren't strong enough to constantly be listening to negative gossip, fear, all of that mess and allow it to, to infiltrate your mind and in, get into your spirit and it not affect you. Amen. You got to get around people that will feed your faith. You got to get around people that encourage you. There's some folks that I love just being around them because they challenge me. They challenge my spirit. They challenge me to do more. They challenge me to be a better a Christian, a better person, a better, better pastor, a better father, a better husband. It, it challenges me. And you got to get around people like that so that, that the Holy Spirit will begin to stir in your heart. And then you lean in on that and you begin to believe God. And the Holy Spirit will work in your life to be all, do all, and accomplish all that he's called you to be and do. Amen. Whatever things are pure, whatever things are holy, whatever things are virtue, honor, have good report. He said, think on these things. Think on these. Why? Because it's going to get your momentum going in the right direction. Amen. Praise God. Well, I hope that 